Today on the Italian radio show, we celebrate six years of broadcasting, looking back over our most memorable moments, and Festa La Donna, honoring women all over the world. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. I'm your host, Tony Lestelle, and I got a really, really special guy here who's going to help do our opening with me today, our co-host, so to speak, our, the real host of the show. Okay, This is the guy who started the show back six years ago, our father, none other than the one and only David Madrid. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for such a nice intro. Um you forgot a few things that I've done, and uh, but we'll get back to that stuff. Uh, you know, I, there, there were quite a few things you forgot, but, but we'll, let's just carry on and get the show rolling. What can I say? Folks, you're listening to us today on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in the greater Puget Sound area. And if you'd like to be a part of today's show, you can call us at 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527, our studio line. You can also hear our show live by going on the Internet to our website, WCIR.biz. Remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Click on the little link at the top. You can stream the show anywhere in the world, and you can listen to all of our shows and archives uh, over the last six years right at that same link. In fact, this show will be available Immediately following our broadcasting, it's going to go up there so you can share it with all your friends and family. So, David, you know, in lieu of our new segment, I'm so pleased you're with us today because, as you know, this is the sixth anniversary of the Italian radio show. Uh, you're going in now, starting our seventh year. And, um, you know, very apropos to have the guy who started all here with us. And I thought we would do some of the highlights uh, that we've done over the last six years. Well, let me let me just throw a couple quick things in uh, celebrating the sixth year. Uh, I can remember our very first show, and uh, I had came from uh, doing a real estate radio show, and uh, the idea for this show came up with, my goodness, what a kick in the pants it would be to have uh, this show. And so a number of different sponsors says, let's go for it. So uh, that's how it started, just on a on a whim. And uh, six years later, uh, God bless you for keeping the, uh, the flame going, so to speak. And one of the best segments I think we, you and I ever did, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun over the last six years. <clears throat> but with, can you guess this Italian? By I remember that. I absolutely there remember was one, that. Like well, I, you know, one of the guys we did do who actually was not Italian until he came onto our show, but then Tony Orlando. That's right. You made him Italian, baby, because you baptized people to become Italian. So let's listen so let's, to a little bit. Hold it, hold it. Before you do, before you do, Tony, I want to say this. Not only did I baptize him and make him Italian, but I re, I jump started his career again. <laughs> that's true. So here, let's <laughs> let's listen to a little bit of the baptism ceremony. Here you go. All right, so let's go ahead and see if we can't confirm you as an Italian. You must answer these questions, and they have to be answered correctly. Are you ready, Mr. Orlando? I'll do the best I can. Go. Okay, so sometimes we've got some background music going too, Tony. So sometimes uh, Italian men, most of the time they're affectionate and very passionate, and uh, but sometimes you just get overwhelmed. And there's some depression or something that might set in. And the formula for an Italian man to come out of that is to close your eyes and think of every bit of Sophia Loren. Can you do that, Tony? Okay. Can you do that? Uh, wait, 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 wait. At what age, Sophia Loren? <laughs> the one that makes... The one that... If you're talking about Sophia Loren right now, I'm not going to have that. <laughs> <laughs> you use the movie that you can remember the best, okay? So so that is a yes, I take it. So there you go. Man, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Uh, that, was a, that was such a kick because he, he rolled with it. And then, as you know, 
we met him up at the big casino in Vancouver, and we put on a pretty nice show for that's everybody. That's right. That's right. A friend uh, of, uh, of, um, up there um, who has the supper club, um, you know, he put that whole thing on for us, um, Federico Fuoco. Yeah, uh, and uh, that was just a heck of a nice program there. And plus, then we had dinner and drinks with them afterwards, and that was almost as much fun as the show. Well, we partied all night with those That's guys. Right. That's right. That's right. We had all the uh, what, what? What are those girls? What? Uh, what's the little uh, country right across the Middle East? What was all those girls? A Balkan country? Come on, come on, help yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll come back to that one. But right. you know, one of the other things about Tony Orlando is remember that he really uh, had a lot of inspiration when he was starting his career by Sinatra, Dean Martin, the whole Rat Pack guy, and he told us a little bit about that. So let's play a little bit of that clip. Okay. So uh, how much yeah. uh, did, did you ever spend time? Well, you obviously were with Dean Martin. You were with all the the, the Rat Pack at, at one yeah, time or another. I came into a time when they were still very big in Vegas, and Frank Sinatra and Jerry, of course, uh, I co-hosted the telephone with him for 33 years, but, but, uh, you know, knowing Frank and Dean as it was a bit, a big part of my young life in show business because they were very much teachers. They cared about young performers and they, they cared about how they addressed the stage and how they presented themselves. And Frank always used to grab me by the collar and say, remember something? When you wear a black tux with a white shirt and a black tie, you always wear a a red hanky. If you don't wear a red hanky, you ain't part of the club. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. I mean, of course, we know that's true because uh, you know we've uh, we've read that and heard that in other places. Who knew Frank? That you got to have the red hanky, right? Right. You know, one of the things that um, you know when we did the show up there in Vancouver with Tony, and uh, you know, I remember you and I were sitting with Tony, and I says, "Well, is there any advice you could give us?" Uh, you know, to help us with our show. Yeah. He said, you two are the real deal. Just be yourselves and don't ever let any of them switch you, change it. Just be yourselves and go for it. You guys are great showmen, he told us. Well, that was a lot of fun. And he was a great guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was fantastic. Well, then, you know, we've done other fantastic guests throughout the years. Um, I I have to include this one for our our Italian-speaking you know, listeners, those first-generation people we have who are here from Italy, living in the area, living in the country, because this guy, you know, is a, a musical icon in Italy, none other than Zucchero. Again, not only did we have him, we had him on the show for two weeks in a row, but then, you know, we helped to sponsor his concert here. We went out to the theater. We met him backstage. I uh, Just what a great, great night it was. So let's hear just a little bit of that Zucchero interview right now. Here we go. I wanted to ask you about that. So you know, yeah, w- when you were uh, when you were young and uh, getting started in your career, yeah. being that the blues is yeah. not an Italian form of music, what got you interested as a young musician in following the blues and getting involved with the blues? I started uh, around ten years old playing sax, tenor saxophone. Uh, and uh, and uh, and then you know I was listening, of course, Italian music. But uh, when there was a, a neighbor that was a, a guy, a black guy from Memphis, uh, from Memphis, that was a student at the uh, Bologna University, and he and he came to me and and he played a, a song of Otis Red, Otis Redding, uh, the dock of the sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh yeah, I know it well. And I was so impressed and and so and so you know shocked about the way that he was singing and the and the, the sound of the music and the rhythm. And I say to myself, you know, I like, I of course I like my roots are my my roots are in. In the, you know, in Puccini, Verdi. Yes, uh, yes. You know, classic music, opera, whatever, also. But, but, you know, this music is, is the music that I want to play. So that's, uh, that's what was a lot of fun. That, that, those interviews, that show going up there. I remember you had a great time, uh, going backstage, meeting him. We had, uh, Marchi, you and me, 
Uh, Suta was there with us that night. This was a great night, wasn't it? It was really a, a, to go backstage and kind of just hang out with him and the band and that uh, that sort of thing. Uh, a superstar, an absolute superstar. Absolutely, absolutely. That he'd even talk to us, especially you. It was. <laughs> it really was a kick of the pants. And for our listeners that don't know what uh, too much about him, he was he was like a. A, a rock and roll superstar. He'd be right. Absolutely. Up I mean, you. And for my our non-Italian speaking people like myself means sugar, and uh, he's the sugar of the uh, rock and roll, if you will, in uh, in Italy. That's and, right. Well, folks, you know we got more memories coming back for our six-year anniversary here with David Madrid, our founder, our original host, and Tony Lastella. And you know what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be right back. We got don't go away because next we got Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter coming up, and then we have Sylvester Stallone. We'll be right and back. And more of David. And more David. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. All right, folks, we are back with more West Coast Italian radio. Bringing you the Italian radio show on our six-year broadcasting anniversary. I'm Tony Lestella, your host, and I have brought back our iconic creator of the show, our founder, the original host, none other than Mr. David Madrid. And we're reliving some of the best interviews, the best memories of the last six years of our show. What do you say, Dave? I, I think it's just uh, it, it's kind of like it just went so fast. And uh, some of these really unbelievable interviews that we did. And, you know, you and I are not, you know, professional interviewers. But, again, we I think we did fabulous. I mean. We just have fun. We have fun. You know, like Tony Orlando said, we're ourselves. We got fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that we were blessed with the fact that not only did we get these various uh, celebrities to come on our show, but that they had fun with us. Absolutely. And speaking of which, this next one, this next one was, I think, one of the all-time great interviews we had. Of course, this was one that you got on the show. None other than Dean Martin's daughter, Dina Martin, who still is out there singing, doing her father's music. Let's play a little bit of that interview right now where she tells us how she was inspired to go into music by her father in the rap back and by her two uncles, her uncle Frank and her uncle Sammy. Here we go. When was it that you really knew that you, uh, you know, wanted to be a singer? Oh, gosh, I knew from a very, very young age. In fact, I remember, you know, like two moments in, in particular. But, you know, for, for one thing, I was given the opportunity to have you know, piano lessons and dance lessons and, you know, and, and all the, all the stuff. And so I, you know, and, and acting. So I was always, first of all, all of the Martins are a little bit of a ham. Okay. We all have that <laughs> in our, in our blood and our DNA. But going to, I was, uh, I went with my mom to Capitol Records 
with uh, with her when my dad was recording his first number one hit, Memories Are Made of This. It's a great book, by the way. Oh, thank you. And we're making it into a, and we're making it into a movie, by the way. I so heard. That, I that's heard. Cool. Have you found the uh, the star yet? Well, we haven't found the young dean yet, but I think what we're going to do is a, a big, you know, audition. You know, a big casting call for for that. You know, Joe. I just spoke with Joe Montagna the other day. We had another production meeting, and wasn't and, he in the original? Yes, he was. So he's he's thinking that uh, you know he'll play the older dean. Ah, okay. But, uh, but being at Capitol Studios, watching my dad record that song, and he was standing in front of all the musicians, and they they all adored him because my dad was so sweet and so fun. And right. all, you know, all he had to do was sing the song, you know, like two times, and it was perfect. <laughs> uh, and so I thought, gee, I want to do that. Then we go to Las Vegas at the Sands Hotel, and I'm sitting uh, ringside in the Copa Room, and the stage is dark. And then you you know you hear the the timpani and you hear the announcer go, ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Hotel is proud to present the star of our show, direct from the bar, Dean Martin. <laughs> right? And then my dad walks out looking so handsome, you know, in his tuxedo. But the crowd around me, they went, ah, oh, there he is. Wow. And I went, ah, oh, there he is. And then he started to sing, and he was funny. And I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do, and that's, um, that's the and start that of it. Was, yeah, those that was the start of it. Absolutely, and then to see you know Uncle Frank come out with him, or or Uncle Sammy Davis Jr. So and to to watch them together was magical. Oh, it had to be. It had to be. What a great interview! Just you know, that was just a great time, wasn't it? That was incredible, and I recall that um, the last concert my mom saw was at the. Uh, What's the big theater downtown? In any event, Dina played there, and that uh, before my mother passed. And I was relating that story to Dina, and I got pretty choked up. You I did. Remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You know? I knew I was going to get choked up. And if you recall, at that time, we had a host named Angela Maschio. Right. And I told, if I start talking about my mother, here's the story. You might have to finish it. And she finished the story because I was all choked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was just a great interview. We got one more uh, guest here we're going to feature. This one came in this last year. This was just by a fluke that we got the wonderful Sylvester Stallone on the show. And you know what was a very, um, what, 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 what just was uh, a kind of a, a thing that I never knew before. Well, Sylvester, uh, it, he's extremely bright. He's extremely uh, well-spoken, has a great vocabulary. And he was talking to me at different times during the interview about how um, he was born with a birth defect. So his speech, that's that boxer type of speech, you know, uh, that he talks like this, you know. And he said, you know, a lot of times people, of course, would typecast him as being, you know, kind of the big dummy or whatever it was. But I tell you what, he is not, what, he was just an absolute great guest. Here he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, how stunned he was at the success of the movie Rocky, which, of course, launched his career. So Rocky not only changed your life, but but you feel it was a great inspiration. And you're probably right. It was for, for many other people. I thought, good news is, we just went into science fiction. We just did something miracle. And when I said, this is for all the Rockies out there, it really cemented something with my career. Because that's where I feel most comfortable as we is kind of playing that character that is not the best, the smartest, the fastest, the this, the strongest, but he's the most determined. And, and that's what I'm really trying to bring out in people is determination. So the bad news is it's like I peaked <laughs> with the first one. I go, how do you top this? I mean, you came out of nowhere. Literally, you were parking cars a year before, and now you're on stage in front of a billion people, you go, you do. <laughs> we just went beyond the ionosphere. We're now like <laughs> heading towards the black hole. I mean, how do you top that? And that's, that was an issue because you can't top it because you know, your first, you can only be a star once. You know what I mean? That first impact, that thing when you make it, it's like a mind blowing. John Travolta, you know, increase, you stand, and Pacino's like, 
boom. And that supernova never happens again. Yet we're all still trying to chase that, but it, it's never the same. It's first time. So I have been in a dream state since 1976. <laughs> and I still am. I look around and I go, I, I can't believe that I have this life. I really, it's mind blowing. So, you know, one of the things that really struck me was just how real sincere and humble Stallone was. Um, you know, there, we can't really play the whole interview here, but there was another part of it where he was telling me that, you know, when we talked about the COVID thing, he says, you know, everybody, even the big stars are really having to get their A game out because, you know, they, no one's been working and now they're all trying to get back into it, trying to get stuff going. So you're going to see a whole different thing with people coming out with some unique and interesting things and how he spends his time basically, uh, is writing. He, he's been writing, 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 trying to come up with some new ideas, some new screenplays and stuff. Um, one other thing before we uh, end this part of our program, um, I'm going to play one other short part of the interview with Stoll, because this is something that he told us exclusively. He never told this story before about something that happened with Rocky. Okay, so here you go. Believe it or not, actually, I've never told this story. I said, look, I have confidence in this movie. This is studio. And, I, and he go, I'll bet you your Mercedes... This movie makes a hundred million dollars. He goes, you're new to this game, right? If this movie does two, we'll, we'll fire off rockets. We don't even think it's going to get released. I said, I guarantee you, if this movie makes a hundred million dollars, I want your Mercedes 450 anthracite green, anthracite gray with the wire wheels. And he goes, it's safe as bet. He goes, no one ever makes a hundred million. Back then when the tickets were a dollar sixty, when I crossed a hundred million, which I didn't see, I was so naive, so stupid about the business. I thought, oh yeah, no, a hundred million back then. I mean, if you did seven, hello. Anyway, he gave me the car. I've never said that. Mike Manavoy gave me his 450. <laughs> Great story, huh? Great guy. That really is. Well, you know, you know, we've interviewed people from restaurants to coffee shops to casinos, uh, and, you know, people from that are, you know, knitting. We've had musicians. We've had it all over a six year period. We and have, absolutely. All that, all those different individuals and personalities in really only a, a once a week show. Right, right. Really touched the 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 nerve, if you will, of not only the Italian community but pretty much the whole doggone community. I and, agree with you. you know, with that success, now taking that that you're going to announce uh, to a, a much larger uh, community uh, uh, in, in Southern California and absolutely, ABC, absolutely. So that, this this I is a good time to do this. A good time to do this. Since and I wanted you to be here because you're the guy who started it all. Hopefully, you will also be part of this journey with us, folks. We are announcing that it's April, as of April 1st this year, April 1st, 2021, we will be part of the ABC Radio family. We're going to be moving to ABC News and Talk Radio. And our flagship station is going to be KMET out of Palm Springs, California, and we'll be broadcasting there uh, on the ABC network uh, as a new thing to take, like David said, the show to the next level. Yes, we will still continue to have our show broadcasted here in the Puget Sound area uh, in a number of different ways. And it'll still be available, of course, always online. But, David, you know, this is exciting, and I hope you're going to come along and be a part of it with us. Well, you know, you mentioned Palm Springs, but... In the grand scope of it, it, that particular station covers two huge counties, which are actually three. Uh, uh, and that's San Bernardino and Riverside counties. It, it, it reaches, basically, it's got a stretch of over three and a half million people. We're even touching people uh, in the north 
eastern San Diego County, which includes Temecula and a number of different towns over that way, which uh, has turned into a, a a kind of a mecca, if you will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now we're really going to be what we, you know, have planned to be. We wanted to, you know, we kind of started as the Northwest Italian Radio Show, and from there we've, we've, we've evolved to now where we are going to really be the West Coast Italian Radio Network, covering things, literally everything west of the Mississippi River that's Italian, we're going to cover in all the states, all the areas here. going to have a blast doing it. Uh, we're so honored and humbled to be a part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network uh, starting on April 1st of this year. Well, well David, you know, I you, it's a blast. The real exciting part for me personally and I hope I don't get all choked up, is the amount of money that you're going to pay me. <laughs> I'll double. I'll double what you've got in the past. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, folks, if it was about money, it would be re- much better. But I don't think we've ever put a penny in our pocket out of this. But we've, we've had a damn good time. We've had a blast. We've always had a blast. And, folks, there you go. That's our sixth year anniversary recap with Tony Listella and David Madrid, our founder and original host. We're going to be right back after this short break. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to the West Coast Italian Radio Show, and we are right here. I'm back, Marzia Caputo, with my host, Tony Lastella, right? Well, Marzia, I'm really excited about this day because, you know, we've been talking, of course, Mm -hmm. with David about our anniversary show, and, uh, you know, it's great to have you here now talking about our next topic. So wait, tell the folks what the topic of today's show. Wait, wait, let me start with this first to remember people what day is today. So today is a special day, and I want to wish to all of you Buona Festa della Donna, Happy International Women's Day, and to never forget the real story with this day started. It's dedicated to honoring the achievement of women throughout history and all across the globe. And with that say, we have a very special guest. As American-Italian dual citizens born in Juliet. That's right, Illinois? That's right. That's all right. right. And now we live between London and Lago di Como. Lago di Como. I know. I want to go to Lago di Como. We got to go right. there. Come you know. It's a beautiful place. So, 
a proud advocate for women's rights and equality. She hopes to rescue women's story from history, starting with her Italian family. And Under the Light of Italian Moon is her first novel based on the lives of her Italian grandmother and great-grandmother during the race of fascismo. I gotta say Italian so people can hear that too. And World War II. So welcome to Jennifer Anton. Ciao, Jennifer. How are hey, you? Ciao, How are you ciao. doing? Grazie. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here on International Women's Day. Oh, I know. What a special day. I love this. It's perfect because, you know, I heard about this book. I'm getting ready to buy it because I really would like to read it. It's so make me think about my grandmother. But tell me, you are the person who can tell me about this book, what it's about. Sure. So Under the Light of the Italian Moon is a story of love and women's resilience during the rise of fascism in World War II. And it tells the story of Nina Argenta. Mm -hmm. Nina is a, is the daughter of a strong-willed Italian midwife, and she falls in love with a boy named Pietro Ponte as he's immigrating to the coal mines of America. Mm -hmm. And over the years, she helps her mother. They actually live apart. And things start to really change in Italy as Mussolini comes into power and, and causes a lot of chaos and a lot of difficulties for, for, for women and for a lot of other people, ultimately leading them into World War II. And she and Pietro end up losing touch, and she has to survive Nazi occupation in Italy alone and save her family. So that's the, that's the heart of the story. And it's oh, really it's a real story. It's, it's based off a real story. That's right. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. So it's kind of like a historical novel where your characters are fictitious, but you have, uh, they're based a lot, kind of like what they did with the Da Vinci Code a little bit, you know. Yeah. Where you have, you know, historical, uh, exactly. stuff exactly. going on. Exactly. It's, it's called biographical fiction. So you'll, you'll yeah. have read other books like Beneath the Scarlet Sky, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, you know, if you watch The Crown, it's right. the same thing. Yeah. So it's based off the lives of real people and real events that took place. But it's woven together with a thread of imagination to fill in the holes that couldn't be answered. But it is based on, on the real lives of my family. It's about your family. That's what I want to know. So what was the challenge to write this book? Do you have a challenge? Well, yeah, there were a lot of challenges. I mean, I interviewed eight people. I interviewed four people in the States that had immigrated. I interviewed four in Italy. And I, I was going back and forth to Italy quite often gathering information. But, you know, even after you hear all the stories and after you do the book research, you know, do, going deeply into the historical piece and reading fiction from that time, you still have gaps. And so and you can't get into those people's minds because they're gone. And even if they were here, you can't get into their minds as they were. So you really have to imagine it. And I wrote it over 14 years. So it was from the time when wow. I was, you know, a, a pregnant woman, hadn't been a mother before, all of a sudden seeing your child grow up and thinking, you know, what would it have been for, like for a woman living alone, raising her family, going through what would how would she have felt about her husband abroad? How would she have dealt with the Nazis occupying Really trying to, to think through that and then um, and creating that into a narrative. So what was your inspiration, I mean, initially to get you interested in writing this story? Right. So so basically, my grandmother had told me stories about her life in Fonzazzo, Italy, when I was in high school and when I was studying World War II. But I kind of forgot about it because I was a teenager and you know how that, that goes. And then in 2006, when I was pregnant, my grandmother, I had all these questions I wanted to ask her. And unfortunately, I didn't get to get them answered because she ended up going into the hospital. She wasn't well. And then when I had my daughter, I went into heart failure. So it was a very difficult time. Hey. And then she passed, she passed away two weeks after my daughter was born. So it was really that moment of seeing my grandmother pass away, my daughter being born, me questioning my own mortality, my mother trying to take care of everyone and realizing, gosh, Italian women are so strong. And why haven't we heard these stories? We need to find out. I, I, I decided at that moment at her funeral that I was going to figure out and, and find out those stories one way or another. I was going to get these answers and, and figure out a way to tell this story. Well, that's beautiful. Because I always say when I read this type of book, I read another book now, Same Things, is about immigrants. And it's beautiful to hear because it's exactly what remind me my grandma used to tell me all those stories during the Mussolini time. You know, it was the time that he said to all Italian, if you get married, he will pay for everything, give you the ring. But oh, yes. in the name of your kids, the boy, yes. that someday he's going to be his army. So yes. it was like, you know, well, all that was that was what Mussolini. 
that's really what Mussolini wanted. And of course, remember, she's a daughter of a midwife. So everything that he's doing with the demographic campaign, the battle of births, trying to get women to stay home, have babies, it was very anti-feminist. It was very patriarchal. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of that remains in society today. So I think we need to look behind us so that we can look forward and realize how much we need equality in the world today and and really what a negative. I mean, he even banned contraceptive education. So, you know, you know, that's that's interesting because last week, remember, we we, one of our news articles, we were talking about Mm. how uh, there's so much machismo still going on, you know, in the Italian society. And interestingly, a lot of that is because of the whole thing with Mussolini, where they were trying to, you know, get the women to stay home, make a bunch of babies so they have more men for the army uh, and, 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 you know, make the women at home. The men were the ones going to be in charge of society, like you say. You can still see that today because of this machismo. That we yeah. had this whole article in our news last week about it. It's true. You know? It's true in Italy, but it's true around the rest of the world too, frankly. I mean, I've, you know, worked in corporate life around the world in, in America. I've seen, you know, you look across governments. We don't have equality. We have too many mm-hmm. men, not enough women in charge in governments and in leadership. And unfortunately, one of the big themes of the book is this concept that women create, you know, with their bodies. They make babies. They, they raise the children. They're doing all these things and men destroy. They start the wars, they go after the power, and unfortunately, it's the the men we remember and the women we forget. So my intent with this novel is to say we're no longer going to do that. We're going to remember the women. And they, I mean, they were the ones who were struggling when the men were off at war, when the men went and immigrated. They're the ones who kept everything going and didn't talk about it. And we need I to like this concept. I like. It. So here's what we're going to do from now on. Marcy, you're going to do the whole show. I'll just come in once in a while. I'm going to go play golf while you do the show. That way you would be in charge, you know? Uh, that would, that wouldn't be equality, my friend. Oh. You want, you want to be equal. Darn. I missed it. <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome. Oh, I like this. We I'm... like to, we like to have you around too. We just want equal seats at the table. I That's know. All. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. So this just sounds, you know, one of the things I have to say about your book, I have not read the book. I've only, you right. know, read your, uh, you know, the promo about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. But it sounds actually because of the whole concept of it and, of course, the timing and history of it, it like it would make a great movie. It really would, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think it could make a movie or maybe a Netflix, you know, maybe a series because it does it does span, you know, two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Or like 1914 all the way yeah. through 1947. And so if you think about that, you see the real and this is what's different about this book versus most World War Two books. You actually see the rise. You see how he gets in power and what happens. And that's all happening in the background as she's trying to live her life and survive through the things that women survive even through today, some of those things, and then also through some remarkable things that happen in history during that time. But that's always happening in the background. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we need, I think it would be amazing to explore this part of history. You don't learn it in American history. You don't learn about Italy. You don't learn about right, yeah, You certainly right. don't, you don't learn his impact on, on, on feminism. Or, you, or, or here we learn very stereotypical type of things rather than actually learning about the history. Yeah. I have to think we have a lot of fun with that on our show to a degree, but we also like to, you know, separate what's fun and what's, you know, real, you know? Yeah. Well, I hope with the novel, it will make people interested in looking into this topic because there are a lot of good, you know, historical books that talk about this period. But I also really hope that it makes people pick up the phone and call their mama call their nana and ask them, what was life like for you when you were young? Before you were a mother, what were you? Tell me about that. Because we don't take the time to listen. And this is the beautiful thing. I got to interview so many people and sit and just listen and imagine them as they were young when they were my characters, not with age spots and gray hair. Um, So we should really try to do that. I know, I know. Well, like I say, I can wait out where we can find a book first. So let's make sure the people listening, they know where to find a book. under the light of the Italian moon, and again, it's by Jennifer Anton. You can buy it on Amazon. You can actually, you know, get it as of today. It's available. This is my book baby's birthday. But you can also go to bookshop.org in the U.S., and that means you can buy it through your independent, and that is a really great way to do do it, or barnesandnoble.com. So it's available online at all major retailers. Go ahead and, and pick it up, and I'd love to hear from the people who are reading it and, you know, find out what they think of it. Even the title is unique, I have to be honest with you, Under the Light of the Italian Moon. It's so uh, beautiful. Unique is different. You know what I mean? You see that with shirt 
title and you make like a really nice and big and I mean mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know. Something tell me about that. It's a so, very long title and it, and it's it's beautiful because the women in, are beautiful. Uh, they're beautiful inside and out and their strength is beautiful. As I, that what you say is perfect for today because that's the thing we celebrate. La Festa de la Donna is a really important celebration. And today was perfect to talk about your book and what you believe is just combined together. Thank you for that. One more thing. Excellent. Make sure Excellent. because I know tonight that is something that you try to do, like a virtual lunch celebration, right? Can you explain to us a little more? So there's actually, um, there's an event, um, with the National Association of Italian American Women today. And right. then, um, on the, uh, let's see, what is it? The 12th, there's going to be a Facebook live on Jennifer Anton author page. So you can go there and I'll answer questions about the book and tell you about how my week's going. Well, that's fantastic, Jennifer. We hope you'll come back again and be a guest in the future with us because it's sure been great to have you on our show. Folks, we've been speaking with Jennifer Anton about her new book, Under the Light of the Italian Moon, celebrating, of course, International Women's Day. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors with more West Coast Italian Radio. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you wherever you go alternative talk 1150 is here for you we are back you're listening to the west coast italian radio show and right here is your co-host marcia caputo with tony la stella hey marcia this is great huh I know, I know. I'm excited. You make me talk a little longer today. I do. You know, it's, it's like, what, what, what are we doing today? What is our feast? Well, when our team is going to be like La Festa de la Donna, International Day. So for the, the International Women's Day, right? So yes, you right. got to take the lead on today's show. You're the boss on today's show, right? Let's see if I get fired. Let's work on that, all right? <laughs> so, and of course, I find my Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Okay, who's your Artist of the Week? I think you never heard it, but I grew up to listen to her. And a lot of time, I'm sure, when they hear the name, they go like, oh, I know her. Okay, so who is it? tell you the name. Loredana Berte. Loredana Berte. Who the heck is Loredana I've never heard of her. <laughs> yes, it is. It's- I've seen a picture of her. When she was young, she looked like a babe. Although, you know, and I don't mean this offensively, but she did not age well. She did, well, not, she did not age like Sophia Loren. She lived her life. Let's say straight like that, okay? <laughs> so all right, all right. She was a, um, well, she is still a famous singer, and uh, her sister, she was a famous singer too, Mia Martini, and both of them, you know, she had one group with the band, and she had her own group with the band. Mia Martini was a great singer too, and, but uh, Berthe, she was the crazy sister, the one yeah, she yeah. all dressed up weird. Now, you said she was a nude model when she was young, yeah? I was coming to that. Good job. You read that stuff. I like you. That, that, that's the part that got me interested. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes, but she dressed up provocative, really beautiful. I mean, she's really have a body. So, anyway. So, what song are we going to hear of hers? What, what's your song? One song, they always love it. I think I want to dedicate it to all the women today is Say Bellissima. And it was in 1977 when it came out this song. So I would like oh, to hear this song. You are beautiful in, in English, right? Yes. All mm-hmm. right. Let's yes. listen to the part of her song. Here we go.
Well, that was an interesting song, March, I gotta say. Um, like it? It's one of the songs, a lot of songs. It just, this one, it caught me because I got my eyes and then listening. The words is really beautiful and her voice is unique. Yeah. But, yeah. Like I say, still new generation or my generation, we still listen to this song. It was 1977 when it came out, really long time ago, and it's still one of the popular songs that you can hear once a week on the radio. Well, that's fantastic. So now we're getting ready, I know, to do our food segment, right. which is brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. So we really appreciate Tito's being a sponsor of our show and of our food segment. And I know you have a special thing for us today. So what are we going to do here? Well, I heard a lot of people now start drinking La Mimosa. For La the- Mimosa, of course. I, we love mimosas. I was like shock i didn't expect that because i was thinking here in the states tell me if i'm wrong do you know what year come out this drink over here in the states you know i i don't know but i know ever since i was a kid that uh-huh. whenever we would you know especially like on holidays like uh mother's day for instance uh-huh. you would have mimosas uh you know you which is the way we would make them would just be with champagne uh or prosecco uh, okay, mixed with good. orange juice, you know, and then you'd garnish it like with a strawberry. And, well, uh, the, the story, if you read about it, how they come out, where it got invented, you know, yeah. that two places they come out. One, it was in in uh, London, this um, club, they called Buckfeast, and it was 1920 when it came out. And right. then the second one, it came out in Paris, France. Um, it was a hotel that find this type of drink and it was 1925 when it came out, but it is pretty simple. It changed just the different of the ingredients. So like they say here, a lot of places you order mimosa in any different country, it could be a little bit different, of course, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. So, so the ingredients. But they basically they make it the same way, uh, in, in Italy as we do here, which is basically you, uh, you, you take, uh, some orange juice, like half a glass of orange juice. Right. Half a glass of like Prosecco or Champagne, uh, right. and then you basically can garnish it either with uh, an orange slice, mm-hmm. or you can, uh, sometimes people put a strawberry in it. And, and I know there's various variations of this, like sometimes right. people can make it with apricot juice or with mango juice, but you know, right. traditionally it's like orange juice. And I recommend our listener to just click and search like a mimosa cake. Because even that is one extra uh, dish that we have for the Festa della Donna. We inaugurate with a mimosa drink and uh, mimosa cake. By the way, mimosa in Italy is the huge tree. It's beautiful. That's and it's- right. And, that, and that's the flower, too. The, yeah. the, the flower they used to celebrate Women's Day is the mimosa flower. Because that's what they do. The man, the, your daughter, your son, they, what they do? They bring you the gift. It's the flower, the mimosa flower for the, the yellow color, so, uh, solidarity. And uh, two, the perfume, it reminds you that we are close to spring. And if you want to give your mimosa a little extra kick, what I personally do is I put a little bit of orange juice in it, I put a little bit of Prosecco in it, and I put a little bit of Tito's vodka in it, and that makes it extra special because, of course, we love Tito's vodka. So now we're going to move on with our events. Um, and uh, let's talk about some stuff that we have coming up here. Um, really, you know, the biggest thing here that we have coming up is um, we have Bingo Italiano coming up that is going to be coming up on March the 19th, Okay. Uh, and this is kind of a thing to, you know, keep Festi Italiana going. Um, gonna be hosted in part by us here at West Coast of Time Radio. You're gonna have, uh, Marcia and I will be there. We'll be, uh, you know, kind of helping things move along with it. Uh, Dennis Calderol, of course, is gonna be the main guy who's gonna be running it there, our, um, our director from Festa. And we have some musical guests, the wonderful Lenny Luzzi, uh, great, great accordion player and singer. I'll be doing a couple of things there. We have great prizes are going to be given away, all kinds of prizes, ranging from, um, geez, they got everything from restaurant things. We're even doing a Tito's giveaway. So you're definitely going to want to play Bingo Italiano. It's a great – it's all online. It's, this is all online. You go to FestaSeattle.com, and you're going to get your bingo cards there, okay? What so, date is that? Can you repeat the date? The date is March 19th. 
Mm-hmm. We're all going to get on, on Zoom together, okay? And there's going to be a special Zoom link, and it's going to be from 7 to 9 p.m. So that's going to be a blast, and we can hardly wait for that to uh, to happen there. So uh, other than that, that's kind of the main virtual event we have coming up here. We do want to remind everybody that we are going to be doing our after-hours show. Right. Uh, Radio Italiana Lucerosa, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be um, the Italian radio show after hours for 18 and over. Going to be coming out by subscription only. It's going to be starting in April. It's going to be a lot of fun for 12 bucks a year. Just 12 bucks a year. I mean, that's like less than a good cost you to buy one mimosa. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can have our show all year round. This is our after hours version. It's all, it's going to be, you have the option. You can either just listen to it like a straight radio broadcast each week. Or you can actually tune in and watch it as a television broadcast. See, Marcy and me, your two hosts, live and in person. We're going to have special guests and stuff. And basically, we're going to talk about what we talk about on the show. But we're going to be a lot more frank and right. a lot more, uh, uh, a lot less discreet with how we say things. We're going to tell you what we really feel and not have okay. to worry about the FCC breathing down our back. So there you go. Classic. Probably going to be you that have to really start. Hey, what to can do I tell you? You know, we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> and, of course, as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, we are moving to the ABC Radio Network on April 1st. We're going to be a part of the ABC family uh, broadcasting uh, with our new flagship station, KMET, out of Palm Springs, that's going to happen April 1st. We're still going to be covering the entire West Coast because we are West Coast Italian Radio. So you'll still be able to hear us up here in the Puget Sound area. You'll be able to hear us uh, throughout Oregon, uh, all of California, Nevada. We're going to be basically covering everything west of the Mississippi River. Uh, and the plan is over the next couple of years to pick up about 200 stations who will be syndicating the show. So it's very, very exciting, and we feel very honored to be coming to to be becoming part of the ABC uh, network, the ABC radio network family. So that's our show for today, Marcy. What do you think? I think it's great. I just want to make sure that it's uh, April when it started everything, the new beginning. It's not April Fool, guys. It's all real. It's happening. So just to make sure on that. There you go. It is all real. It's not an April Fool's joke. Mm -hmm. We appreciate so much all of you listening to our show. We'll be back next week with a brand new show right here on West Coast Italian Radio. God bless you all. A salute. Ciao a tutti.